Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode number 202 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh. This is a coaching podcast about healing from life, recovery, and becoming a better person so you can feel good about yourself and your life, live happy, and like the person you are. And that makes you a better parent, partner, employee, child, sibling, friend, (laughs) and everything else. This episode is What Unhealthy Boundaries Tell Others About You. This is episode one of a three-part series And here's what we're going to talk about today. What are healthy boundaries and why do you struggle with them? What does it mean when you don't have healthy boundaries and what does that look like in your life? And most importantly, what can you do to improve, to start setting boundaries and valuing yourself and your time? These are all the questions I'm answering in this episode. And because I love you, I've made you an extra special resource to go along with this three-part series. There are a few things that play a role in this issue of healthy boundaries. One is the boundary setting part, right? But poor boundaries stems from two other issues, codependence and self-esteem. So this is going to be a three-part series. This one and my next two solo episodes will cover those three topics. And I made you a resource library full of tools, videos, strategies to overcome these struggles so you have actionable steps that you can take to start healing these issues right now. Start today, my friend. And did I mention it's free? Yes, free resource library. We're crushing it. You can get access to the resource library at addictionunlimited.com forward slash 202 because this is episode 202, addictionunlimited.com forward slash 202. Now, I know firsthand (laughs) how hard it is to untangle all these things that intertwine and affect one another. And I want you to have solutions. If you're anything like me, I felt like I was sitting in the passenger seat of my life, like watching all this drama and chaos in my relationships and in every part of my life, really. And I was always wondering why I had unhealthy relationships with unhealthy people. And I had no idea what actions I was taking to create the unhealthy relationships. (laughs) Like I knew nothing. And you can't fix something that you don't know about or understand. My whole coaching life is to help you understand the struggles intimately and to give you tools to start fixing them because when you know better, you do better. I look back at my unhealthy self 
And I understand now how clueless I was. I had no idea what was going on inside of me or how to fix it. But once I started learning and changing, I got all that power back, right? I felt empowered. And that feeling of being in the passenger seat of my chaotic life went away because I learned how to make better choices, set healthy boundaries, value myself and my time. And I took my power back and moved into the driver's seat. And that's what I want for you. So let's start with this. Are you bad at boundaries? <laughs> That's where we got to start. And here's a quick checklist. I got this from one of my favorite people, Mark Manson, and I will include every resource I used to research this episode. I will include everything in that resource library and you have access to that for free. So he made this quick checklist and let, let's see if any of these sound like you. Do you ever feel like people take advantage of you or use your emotions for their own gain? Do you ever feel like you're constantly having to save people close to you and fix their problems all the time? Do you find yourself sucked into pointless fighting or debating regularly? Do you find yourself far more interested in or attracted to a person than you should be for how long you've known them? In your relationships, does it feel like things are always either amazing or horrible with no in-between, or perhaps you even go through the breakup reunion pattern every few months? Do you tell people how much you hate drama, but seem to always be stuck in the middle of it? Do you spend a lot of time defending yourself for things you believe aren't your fault? If you answered yes to even a few of the above, then you probably set and maintain poor boundaries in your relationships. If you answered a resounding yes <laughs> to most or all of the items, you not only have major boundary problems in your relationships, but you also probably have some other personal problems going on in your life. That's pretty powerful. And I'm willing to bet you can relate to at least some of those. Now, let's talk about the next part of this. What are boundaries? Healthy personal boundaries equal taking responsibility for your own actions and emotions while not taking responsibility for the actions or emotions of others. This may sound a little weird right now, but as we get more into it, it's definitely going to start to make sense. So there are two types of boundary strugglers, right? There are the people who take too much responsibility for the emotions and actions of others. And there are those who expect others to take too much responsibility for their emotions and actions. And what's crazy is oftentimes these two types of people end up partnering together. <laughs> so what do poor boundaries look like? I'm going to go through these statements and I'm going to break them down into which of the two types of boundary strugglers they are. Okay, one. You can't go out with your friends without me. You know how jealous I get. You have to stay home with me. Okay, this is expecting somebody else to take too much responsibility for your feelings. If you are jealous, 
then jealousy is your issue. It is not your partner's issue to make your jealousy feel better. It is your issue to figure out where your jealousy comes from and fix it. It's nobody else's responsibility. Next one. Sorry, friends, I can't go out with you tonight. My partner gets really angry when I go out without them. This is taking too much responsibility for somebody else's feelings. Your partner's anger is not your responsibility, and it's not your responsibility to rearrange your life and do things differently to accommodate somebody else's anger. That anger is their responsibility to figure it out, cope with it, fix it, handle it. Next, my coworkers are idiots. I'm always late to meetings because I have to tell them how to do their jobs. Oh boy, my friends, really putting <laughs> responsibility on others. It is not your coworkers' fault that you are late. It is your fault that you are late because you made the decision to stop and help the coworkers instead of making the decision to set a healthy boundary. You could easily in that situation go, you know what, I'd love to help you. I'm headed to a meeting right now. As soon as I get out, I'm going to help you with this. That's a healthy boundary. But it's not somebody else's fault that you didn't set a healthy boundary. Don't put that on other people. Next, I'd love to take that job out of state, but my mother would never forgive me for moving so far away. You can't take responsibility for somebody else's feelings. Mama's feelings are mama's responsibility. It's not your job. Last one. I can date you, but can you not tell my friend they get really jealous when I'm seeing someone and they're not? Again, taking responsibility for somebody else's feelings. That jealousy is on your friend. That's for them to address and them to figure out. It's not for you to have to worry about. Boundaries and self-esteem go hand in hand. Having poor boundaries means you're giving your personal power to others. If you put all the responsibility for how you feel and behave on other people, that signals that you have no power and you're in that victim state of mind. They're doing this to me. I can't believe this is happening to me. Like you have no control. When you own it, you own your emotions and your behaviors, and you understand it falls on you, then you have the power to make changes. And making those changes will then change the circumstances of your life. You have all the power. And we'll talk about that more in the self-esteem episode of this series too. This also goes with developing a solid identity for yourself. Healthy self-esteem and boundaries means you are comfortable and confident with exactly who you are, not seeking approval or permission from others. This was really big for me in my sobriety. I had to own it. This is who I am. Don't mess with me. Don't get in my way and don't interfere because my life, well-being, and happiness all depends on my sobriety. Like I had to step into that and own it wholeheartedly. Now let's talk about the positive side of boundaries. 
not only boosting your self-esteem and giving you a solid sense of identity or sense of self, but they make your life so much easier. I want you to picture this little dream life. I'm going to paint the picture for you. Close your eyes. Well, you might not be able to close your eyes if you're driving. Please do not close your eyes. But (laughs) I want you to imagine this life where you don't let people take advantage of you. You don't have to fix other people's problems unless you really want to. You don't get sucked into pointless arguments. You don't get bothered by every little thing your coworkers, friends, partner, or family members do. You don't get caught up in drama. Imagine that life, okay? People have poor boundaries because of neediness. Let me read you this quote. People who are needy or codependent have a desperate need for love and affection from others. To receive this love and affection, they sacrifice their identity and remove their boundaries. Oh man, you guys, that was totally me. I would always put, because of my neediness and my need to be with my person, I would always put what they wanted first. And I know I've shared this coffee story with you before, but I'm going to give you just a synopsis for those of you that haven't heard it. So I was dating this guy. This was many, many years ago, the very unhealthy version of me. I was dating this guy and in my business that I owned, I had a business partner and I had planned this huge event and it was taking place this night. It was several hundred people showing up to my place. I had planned the whole thing. Of course, I needed to be there on time. But my neediness, my codependence, and my need to be with my boyfriend threw everything off because he was running late, right? I could have easily driven myself, but my need to be with him was more important than my need to be on time and handle my responsibilities. So he was running late. Then he decided that he wanted to drive all the way across town and get a coffee, which made us 40 minutes late. Instead of me setting a healthy boundary and saying, okay, dude, go do your thing. I got to go. I got to handle my business. My neediness, my need to be with him and have his approval was so great that I got in the car and I made myself 40 minutes late to my own event at my own establishment. I cannot tell you how much havoc I reeked in my life because of that one decision. And it was all based on my neediness, right? (laughs) To be with him and have his approval. I wanted to be with him. I wanted to ride with him. I felt better when I was with him. I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to make him mad. I didn't want to tell him to hurry. I didn't want to tell him we needed to be on time, no coffee. I wouldn't do any of those things. I end up at my event late. Everybody's mad at me. My partner was furious. I looked like an idiot, right? Because I'm late to my own thing that I planned with this whole organization of people expecting me to be there on time. I should have been there two hours early. But there it is. Needy and codependent (laughs) for the love and affection of others. Oddly enough, this neediness and lack of boundaries is what makes us unattractive to most people. The less you set healthy boundaries, 
the more you give others a signal that you don't know how to take care of yourself. This is what leaves you open to creating relationships with people who want to control you. When you catch someone lying to you and you let them get away with it, or like, you know, sweep it under the rug like it didn't happen, this gives them control. When you let someone speak to you poorly and you don't correct them, this signals they can get away with it and they will continue to do so. When you struggle to make decisions, leaving it up to others to decide everything, you lose your sense of self and you lose your sense of what you want or don't want. That indecision is a lack of boundaries, just going with the flow and doing what others want. When you do that all the time, instead of doing what you want to do, you lose your sense of self. It's people pleasing. You just say yes because you don't want to let other people down. Again, not owning who you are, not valuing your time and what you need, but putting other people's approval of you in front of your own needs. People-pleasing. The core of a lot of this is that fear of rejection and abandonment. Just like I told in the coffee story, I was so fearful of rejection from him that I couldn't stand up for myself. And abandonment is having a caregiver who, or abandonment comes from having a caregiver who didn't provide healthy love, support, and acceptance. A lot of people think abandonment and they think physical abandonment, divorce, you know, one parent left. That's not, that can definitely create abandonment for sure. But it's also when a parent is neglectful or domineering, right? It's any caregiver who didn't provide healthy love, support, and acceptance. So you do what others want to avoid being rejected or abandoned. And then as an adult, those are the things you fear the most. Lacking boundaries can also be learned behavior. Maybe you saw one of your parents get their own sense of self from people-pleasing. So you pick up that behavior and thought process that that's what love is. Love is pleasing people. And it can also be a result of trauma, like all of my most charming qualities are. (laughs) So what do you do in all of this? That's the real question. What do we do? First, understand, like everything else, This is not an instant gratification situation. It takes time to change these habits. And I want you to leave the self-judgment out of it. It's BS. Don't judge yourself for not being better or not doing it right. Leave that BS behind. Give yourself permission to fumble because you are human and you are going to fumble. Then I want you to get serious about learning. Go to Google, read books about boundaries and self-esteem and identity and core values. Knowledge is power, my friends. Get in that free resource library I made for you and learn. Learn why these things happen and start to connect the dots of how this happened for you and how you can start to correct it. 
Knowledge is power because when you know better, you do better. Then start practicing saying no. No is a full sentence. You don't have to say anything after that. You don't owe an explanation. You can just say no. It doesn't matter what it's about or who you're saying no to, whether it's a big situation or a small one. Say no and see how it feels. I just want you to practice. <laughs> just practice saying no. Also, here's some good one-liners. I want to give you some one-liners because I think oftentimes people don't say no because they feel like they're being a jerk. And that's where we always want to explain, oh, no, I can't because I've got this and I've got that. And all of that is unnecessary. You can just say no, but I want you to have some one-liners so you don't feel like you're being unkind or unfair, okay? So here's some good one-liners. If somebody asks you to do something or asks you to volunteer for something or bring something or show up early or whatever the thing is, oh man, I would love to, but I am not going to be able to make that work this week. Or thank you so much for thinking of me. I so appreciate that. And I would love a rain check to do it another time. Or I wish I could, but this week is impossible. And those are just a few simple one-liners, right? And you can tweak those to make them fit you and your situation and your language. But that's how you can say no without being a jerk. That's how you can set a boundary without feeling bad about it. Okay, let's recap everything we've covered. Here's what I want you to take away from this episode. Not setting healthy boundaries signals to others that you can't take care of yourself. Controlling people love this because it lets them know they can have all the control. Giving away your power by not setting healthy boundaries leaves you feeling disrespected and resentful. And this brings on that passive aggressive behavior and anger and bitterness. Let's talk about this for a minute. It's not fair to not set boundaries. Then be mad at people for not respecting them, right? If you don't want someone to speak to you in a certain way, then you need to correct them and let them know that. If somebody is late to meet you and that irritates you, then let them know that. Let them know like, hey, we can set the time for later if necessary because I have a lot to do. I don't want to just be sitting here. So if you need a later time, let's just set it for later. Don't just be mad at them and then go call all your other friends and tell them how mad you are. But don't tell the actual person that did it. That's not fair. Nobody can read your mind. Your feelings, behaviors, and boundaries are your responsibility. Nobody else's. Nobody can read your mind. So if it doesn't come out of your mouth, then you don't get to be angry at people for not following your invisible and silent rules, right? It's not fair. This is your power. Don't give it away, okay? You guys, all of this good stuff 
and so much more are available for you in the resource library I put together. You'll have a whole member portal, just like my Sober Society members and my six-week program members, a portal full of information, support, and help for you to start making these changes and taking that power back in your life, okay? Addictionunlimited.com forward slash 202, because this is episode 202, And I'm going to continue to add more information to your resource library with each episode of this three-part series. So this is the first one, and my next two solo episodes are going to cover codependence and self-esteem. And the same thing, I'm going to add all that information to this resource library. So this is going to be several weeks, you guys, of me adding information to give you good support. Addictionunlimited.com forward slash 202. These are some of the greatest struggles in life. Whether you have addiction or don't have addiction, these are some of the core issues that almost everyone struggles with that creates so much drama and chaos in every area of our life. So let's dig into these things and start making some healthy changes. Start understanding boundaries and how we can do them better. So your life can even out. You can feel better. Your relationships get better because people understand who you are and what you need and how to treat you. You remember that saying, you teach people how to treat you. That's what we have to do. If I need you to be on time, I have to let you know, hey, if we're meeting at noon, that's a perfect time. I don't have a lot of time, so I really need you to be there on time. Or if you speak to me in a way that pushes one of my buttons, I need to let you know, hey, that really struck a chord with me. I'm not sure if that was your intent, but this is how it made me feel. And it was uncomfortable. Or if you got to get more stern about it, you put somebody in their place. Like, listen, I'm not the one. Don't talk to me like that. That's not okay. I don't speak to you like that. Don't speak to me like that. Right? You've got to start setting those boundaries. That's what will help create serenity in your life. Letting people know where your boundaries are, being protective of your personal time and your personal energy. Listen, I need a certain number of hours of sleep. So I'm not going to schedule a bunch of stuff that starts to infringe on my sleep hours. Just like I need time to exercise. I need time to meditate. I create my schedule with intention. And I'm not going to start putting things in those places to infringe on what keeps me well. That's what I want you to start doing. Value yourself and your time and your self-care. Don't give away all of yourself and your time for yourself. Okay? Get in that resource library, addictionunlimited.com forward slash 202. I love you guys. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.